1: marketing.com welcome to how to money i'm joel and i'm matt and today we're discussing a new year with more margin yeah joel a new year indeed Happy New Year to you, by the the way. You as well, my friend. Did you guys uh, have a good holiday? Yeah, man, it was great. Last time with... Uh, family, lots of
0: time with friends too at the same time. So it was ideal. That's the best, right? Well, this is, I think, just the perfect time to talk about margin. 80% of folks say that they're living paycheck to paycheck. Americans, they are among the most stressed in the entire world. Uh, And a lot of that has to do with not having enough margin in our lives. Uh, We're going to talk about financial margin as well as some other ways to include margin in our lives.
1: Yeah, man, I feel like margin is the word for 2020. For me, it's like the word when it comes to our finances, when it comes to my time, like all the those kind of things like i want more margin brought back in to my life and so we're going to kind of tackle that this is something that you and i are personally invested in it's something that we care yeah, about most deeply, definitely yeah and so i think it, it resonates with us on this deep personal level and and then it has application not just to our time but to our money as well so we're going to talk about that at the same time matt before we get to that real quick uh, over the holidays our girls set up a a hot chocolate and cookie stand in our neighborhood. And it was such a fun time getting to see our girls kind of step out there and do their first like entrepreneurial venture.
0: Yeah, it was just like a little business there right on the sidewalk, man. It's so cute.
1: Yeah, I think, <laughs> yeah, they made what, like 30 bucks, something like that, selling cookies and hot Oh, did chocolate.
0: they? I, we, we haven't gotten our final
1: cut yet. Oh, all right. Well, we're gonna have to dish that out to you then. Well, <laughs> we'll uh, does your oldest daughter, does she use the Cash App? Or, uh, or should I just give her hard cash?
0: Yeah, she's got the Venmo.
1: Okay. All right. On her smartphone. She's hit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was so fun, though, man. And it's so fun to set something like that up in, in your neighborhood. And just such a great way to kind of teach those money lessons. And then, you know, we're preparing for a little trip to Disney World next month. Oh, yeah. I'm not
0: necessarily excited <laughs> about it, although I th- I've been told I should be. You know, when you first told me, I emailed back and I said, who even are you? Right. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it, <laughs> it's not necessarily our jam. It's not
1: kind of how we roll. But my mother-in-law and father-in-law, they're super into Disney and they're running a place. And so we're going to stay with them and Dude, we're going to go to the park a couple times. It's it, going to be awesome. It, my girls are going to love it. But that, that was one of the, the things behind starting doing the stand was that I know my oldest daughter is going to want a bunch of things while we're there. And so this was the perfect opportunity to Just say, start "Earning that money, you need to earn some of that yeah. spending money that you want to use while we're down there. So, so I think she's excited. She's got some cash on hand and we'll kind of give her an allotment of what she can spend each day. We'll provide a portion of that. She'll provide a portion of that. And then that will teach her a lesson, I think, about the work that, she had to do in order to have the money to buy the things that she wants while we're there
0: yeah well both of our girls they're also in first grade and so it was a perfect way for them to learn some math yes in, in, in a real life situation People are always showing up with $5 bills and they got to break the five. So like what's five minus one? Because uh, the goods, the cookies and the hot chocolate cost $1. Yeah. And so they got really good at saying five minus one is four. <laughs> <laughs> well, they also learned about tipping because we have some
1: generous oh, neighbors. That's right. Yeah. So there were a lot of lessons that was learned. A lot of, yeah, it was a lot of fun. At, the, at this cookie and hot chocolate stand and just perfect for the weather. It was, yeah, such a fun time. I think we've even got a picture from that as well. So maybe we'll toss that up on the Instagram later on. No doubt. All right, man. let's uh, mention the beer that we're having on the show today. This one's called Visible World by Modern Times. It's a double IPA. And big thanks to my buddy, Craig, who sent this one our way. He's a brewer out there in California for Modern Times. And man, they make some great beers. I'm really excited to have this one on the show with you today, my friend.
0: Yeah, man, I'm looking forward to this one. I can already tell you that it's a little bit sweet because I took a sip. And that means I'm going to like it. <laughs> I like the sweet things in
1: life. Yeah, you do.
0: Uh, That's that's why you like our friendship. Oh, is it sweet? I think so sweet and sour. All right, let's get (laughs) on to the topic
1: at hand. It's 2020. It's a new year and I I feel like a new year, of course, presents new possibilities for all of us. It's just easier for us to believe that a new narrative is possible for our lives as kind of the calendar turns and it is we have the power to change our previous negative money associations and we have the ability to start handling our personal finances better this year in 2020. Creating a larger gap between incoming money and outgoing expenses allows you to save more and creates more financial margin in your life. So we're going to talk about that, but we'll also talk about the other areas of our lives where we should all be shooting for more margin in 2020.
0: And we often hear the term margin when businesses mention their profit margin, right? Like when they refer to like what's left over after selling your product and factoring in your expenses, not unlike what the girls did with their cookies. Right. What was the profit margin, Joel? share the details (laughs) well you got to factor in the the, publish that statement well that's why evie hasn't gotten her
1: cut yet because we bought all the supplies and so we got to figure out all that but yeah so the hot chocolate
0: there's the chocolate chips there's the flour there's all that kind of stuff that went into creating the product that was sold well i know you guys definitely did most of the heavy lifting there so i'm not expecting that 50 50 cut (laughs) (laughs) what is interesting though you know when it comes to profit margin is we do often think of ourselves Individually as businesses sometimes. But, you know, specifically with this episode, we're talking about margin a little more broadly. There's this quote by Dr. Richard Swenson, uh, and he kind of had a good definition for us where he said that margin is the gap between rest and exhaustion. It's the space between breathing freely and suffocating. And I think many of us could use more margin in our lives when it comes to our time. And a whole lot of us could also use some more financial margin as well. Yeah. So let's kind of talk about financial margin first, because our show is How to
1: Money. It's obviously crucial that we talk about creating that financial breathing room in our lives. And I think that's something to strive for this year. If you feel like you haven't been able to accomplish any sort of financial margin in your life, well, that's what we're here to do this year. That's our goal. Like we're here to talk about it now, kind of set the table. And then throughout the year, we're going to be giving examples, and we're going to be giving uh, specific advice in order to help you achieve that goal of creating
0: more financial margin in your life. And Ooh, this is getting official! Is this going to be our uh, official our official theme for the year? Is uh, is margin? I don't think no. I
1: don't think it's like a fully themed year or anything. But like, I think you know, for me, this is a word that I'm using to kind of prioritize my 2020 and i think so many of our listeners have expressed that they've had a hard time finding financial margin or they're kind of at the beginning of their journey and they've just created a certain amount of financial margin and so yeah a lot of the topics that we cover anyway are helping people develop more of that margin in their lives when it comes to their money right and hopefully it gets to the point where their savings rate is astronomical and they've got like
0: an insane amount
1: of margin right that's the ultimate goal
0: yeah, next year's word will be excess. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but so the the first really financial margin that you're able to gain in your life is building an emergency fund. And at a very basic level, when it comes to your personal finances, margin is an emergency fund. Some people call it a cash cushion or cash reserves, but an emergency fund is money that's set aside that can be accessed quickly if you're in a pinch. So a lot of folks say that the minimum should be a thousand bucks or that three to six months, of savings should be your goal but we recently discussed on the show matt how there's a specific number that people should be aiming for when they're saving up an emergency fund it's two thousand four hundred and sixty seven dollars two four six seven and for (laughs) almost everybody out there that's like an infomercial (laughs) right right just for one easy payment of two six four seven yeah
0: if you you can be stress-free
1: but if you can hit that number that truly is that baseline amount you need to have that breathing room, to have that financial margin that allows you to weather those unexpected storms, the, uh, the unexpected expenses that do pop into your life, a surprise bill or a surprise expense that you weren't considering. You weren't thinking about a transmission failure in a car or whatever it may be. And that is a great goal to have to hit that amount in your e-fund in order to have that baseline margin. And you know what? Just having that financial margin creates a lot of like margin in your head like brain
0: space oh yeah right it's huge just for being able to think clearly but even still man i think for a lot of folks you know they hear that and they think man that's like 2500 bucks that's that's still a lot of money and so i think even if you don't have a pile of cash sitting around like there is a chance that you could immediately have some financial margin this month with just a few tweaks right like the goal is to spend less than you're currently earning and voila by definition you now have financial margin Like, it really doesn't have to be more complicated than that. You know, like maybe there is not a lot there. You know, you don't have a ton of financial margin. But over time, like you want to work to increase that gap between what you're earning and what you're spending. This might just be axing a few easy line items, maybe on your budget. Or depending on your situation, it could mean maybe some more difficult pruning. But essentially, any time you're able to have any sort of gap there in between what you're earning and what you're spending, like by definition, that is financial margin. So be encouraged if that's you. I think no matter
1: where you are aiming for a semblance of financial margin, if you're at zero right now, or more margin, if you have gotten the ball rolling and you already have a decent emergency fund, that's your goal. Wherever you are, you can aim for more, and I think that's definitely a positive message and something that's important for us to realize as we're talking about this. This this message is for everyone. So, and why Matt is margin so important? I think the reason it is so important, and the reason we really feel compelled to talk about it on the first day of the new year, right in 2020, is that we, well, we have to fight for margin. Whether we're talking about our time or our money, it doesn't just magically appear. It's it takes a proactive effort on your part, on my part, in order to secure it for ourselves and for our families. So let's talk about time for a second. Time margin helps to keep these important relationships intact, as well as allowing us time to think and solitude that we need in order to keep our own personal well-being in a good place and to keep those stress levels at bay. If we don't have margin to to think about the people that we love and care about the most, it's going to impact those n- relationships negatively we're not going to be putting the thoughtfulness and the effort into those friendships into those relationships that we have that are the nearest and dearest to us man i don't know about you matt i felt this at times in my life where i know that i love and care for people but i feel like all these other things have encroached on me so hard that i feel like my margin my lack of margin has led to just a decline in satisfaction in some of my relationships mostly because i was unable at that time to really be there for the people I love the most because I just wasn't putting enough thought or care into those relationships. Yeah.
0: And that can be stressful, right? Like when you know your relationships are suffering because of a lack of time, like that's, that's stressful. You know, when you don't have financial margin as well, though, that can also be crazy stressful. Like when you have some financial margin that can help keep those trying times at bay. Most Americans would have no idea what to do if they lost their job today you know, or if their employer had a a payroll glitch. I think a lot of folks even got a wake up call. Was it a a full year ago now where the uh, where the government kind of shut down for a little bit? and folks weren't getting their paychecks. And and overnight jobs that were maybe once seen as kind of being the most secure jobs, the folks who had those jobs then felt like that they had unsure footing. Yeah. And really, so many
1: of them knew that once the government shutdown was over, that they were going to get that back pay. Most, most of the employees, yeah. they, they knew it was coming, but they couldn't bridge the gap exactly. in between you know, the, the weeks and what ended up being what three weeks or a month, whatever, however long it was. They couldn't bridge that gap. And that's the case for so many of us. Like If there was a glitch like that, if there was something that happened where your, pay, your employer forgot to pay you and they're like, you know what, I'll make up for it two weeks from now and you'll get double pay. Well, could you stomach those two weeks? do you have the money in savings in order to handle a glitch like that? Or if you work for the government and they are inept at coming to a deal again, like, do you have the money to be able to cover yourself for three weeks or a month uh, during that time? Or are you going to be stressed out, unable to meet your bill
0: payments? That's a terrible place to be. Yeah, totally, man. I mean, financial margin is just so crucial in ensuring that you can navigate those trials, those, whatever it happens to be, but without an overwhelming amount of stress. You know, we're kind of talking about the negative side of it, right? But let's put a positive spin on it. When you have a financial margin, that can afford you the flexibility to maybe not stick exactly to your budget. Say maybe your priorities might change or you want to take advantage of a deal or an opportunity that comes along. It's not just about avoiding stress, but it can be the ability to jump at the opportunity, you know, when something good like that comes along you know we're talking about it in the in the frame of money but the same thing goes with time as well when you have some time it gives you more flexibility and more options to say yes to things if of course those things line up with your priorities yeah man i feel like
1: the more financial margin i've been able to gain in my life the the more i see these really kind of odd sometimes ways that i can use some of that money to make more money or i can pounce on a deal that otherwise I would have had to say no to, but it's such an amazing thing for my family or, or something that we've been, a purchase that we've maybe been thinking about for a long time and we've just been waiting and holding out. And I would have to say no if I didn't have the financial margin. And so I think the more financial margin we have, there's this big positive impact that it has on kind of how we're able to take advantage of different opportunities that come our way.
0: Yeah, it's not about just making life not suck. It's about making it awesome.
1: Right, right, yeah, yeah. So I think when we're thinking about margin, An interesting kind of way to think about it, that kind of, I don't know, mental imagery that helps me is to think about it as a shoulder on the highway. So if you're driving at night, having a shoulder on the road with those rumble strips on the side, well, it's incredibly helpful. It means that if you steer off course just a bit, You aren't directly getting tangled up with a guardrail, ruining your car, running off into a ditch, right? So that margin is our aim. Like we want, if you did doze off just a touch and you hit the rumble strips, it wakes you up. It brings you back. You're able to veer back into your lane. And that's kind of what that margin does for us at the same time. It means that the slightest deviation doesn't take us off
0: a cliff. It's actually just a reminder to help us get back into the place where we're supposed to be. Hmm, I like that, man. We're going to talk how we can create more margin in our life later on in the show. But next, we're going to talk about some of the different things that keep us from having more margin. But first, a quick break. Asking the right questions
1: can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. And now a word from the show's sponsors at Betterment. Do you want your money to dream big? Do you want your money to be a total self-starter?
0: Are you annoyed that your money doesn't work hard enough? Don't worry. Betterment is here to help. Betterment is the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Their automated technology is built to help maximize returns, meaning when you invest with Betterment, your money can auto-adjust as you get closer to your goal. Save time and money and provide
1: your family with a financial safety net using Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. I'm guessing that a lot of listeners are starting to solidify their summer travel plans. We always like to get the families together, Matt, for a week at the beach every single summer. We've already got that trip to St. Simon's on the calendar. Pump for that. But sometimes those vacations. or you do some optimizing and make some money off it. Really, if you think about it, you already have an Airbnb, you just need to start using it. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. All right, Matt, we're back. It's our first episode of 2020. And we're talking about margin, a word that we hope kind of defines this year for you and I for our families. And let's talk about some of the things that currently keep us from having more margin. And I think There are are a few specific ways that we approach life that can affect how we view margin. And it's important to note because so much of the way we think about our lives is tied up in these things. And if we can just kind of change our viewpoint and see where reality lies, then we can then start to attack the problem. So one of the things that keeps us from having more margin is buying into kind of the current status quo in our lives. Basically, we've just gotten used to to having so little margin in our lives that it's all we know. We're all busy and money is tight for lots of us. And it's just easy for us to accept that both of those things are definitive statements about who we are. They're immovable, they're concrete. But that's just not the case, right? We can take a mental leap to see both of those things as circumstantial situations that we have the ability to put a dent in to create more margin in our own lives and homes. We have the ability ultimately to create a new status quo. We can change the narrative, right? And I think that is just one of those, the biggest hurdles to actually getting a semblance of margin in our lives is overcoming that idea that what the way things currently are has to be the way that things stay.
0: Yeah, that's so good, man. Like, that's a good question that we can ask ourselves, right? Like, do you identify as being a busy person? Because if so, like, then that's probably what you're going to continue to be if you identify with that. Joel, are you a busy person? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a good question. I think, man, the narrative I tell myself oftentimes is that I am a busy person. And I think there are so many ways for me to become less, quote unquote, busy. And ultimately, that that busyness is just kind of the story I've told myself about my life. And there are changes that I can make, concrete changes that I can make to change what's actually true. It reminds me of our conversation with Laura Vanderkam, who uh, hosts the the podcast Before Breakfast. And she had some good insight i think for i think it was like something like episode 90 she had some really good insight for us and she talked about kind of this water heater analogy where this this lady she was talking to about her time management had a water heater burst and it just created this ripple effect of problems in her house right the 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 water that needed to be cleaned up the carpet that needed to be replaced on and on and on not to mention just replacing the water heater and getting that done and all the hours she spent in this quote-unquote busy week where she didn't have time to do anything else, well, she was forced to make time in order to do this, this pressing thing. And I don't know about you, man, but, but that resonated with me deeply. And I feel like that's something that I'm guilty of, is saying that I don't have time for the things that actually should matter more to me. And that's, yeah, that's why I think this episode and kind of tackling this topic was, is so important for us and hopefully for our listeners too, right, in, in, at this specific moment in time.
0: Yeah. Well, that's the thing about busyness, right? Is that it can be a precursor. It can lead to less margin in our lives. Like Seth Godin says that anybody can be busy. All you need to do to feel busy is to try to get two things done at once or seek to beat a deadline that is stressing you out. And you know, when it comes to our personal finances, being quote unquote busy is just going about the daily acts of earning and spending our money without giving enough thought to the larger things that might be even more important, right? To me, it's allowing the urgent things in life to overtake the things that are more important. So yeah, you need to go into work so that you don't get fired, right? And, and yes, you should probably pay your different bills. But maybe the more important questions we should be asking ourselves are things like, well, maybe this particular job is holding me back and I should be looking for something that I'm better suited for. Or maybe this isn't a bill I should have in the first place. I shouldn't have a car payment at all. <laughs> and So when we're busy, we're not stepping back enough to take sight of the entire picture we're not kind of lifting our head up above the smoke and seeing like what is actually going on here we're just doing it we're just going about the motions of it and i think that specifically is when busyness can keep us from having more margin yeah it's like walking through a forest
1: and you're just looking at every individual tree as you're going on your hike but you know what if I you heard had, the forest and the tree analogy somebody before give it, yeah, somebody somewhere. give it that one. i don't know where i'm going to attribute it to myself right now <laughs> <laughs> but if you had like this sweet drone that could rise above it all and give you this bigger picture To me, that's kind of margin, right? You need that ability to see kind of what's in front of you a little bit further out so that you can make a decision about whether you're going to go left or right at that trail bend. And that is our problem, right? When we're so hyper busy, we're so focused on the day-to-day, we're so focused on the thing right in front of us that we have an inability to kind of be a little introspective and to plan a little bit ahead for the future. So I think busyness, Matt, ultimately is kind of a terrible but widely accepted excuse. Like if we don't have time for the people that matter most to us, then something's got to give. If we don't have the money to meet our obligations every month, and we decide instead to use credit cards to help us through, well, we're taking away our potential for future margin in our lives. And this cycle has to stop. I've heard people say so many times that they just don't have the money for something else. And it must be nice that somebody else has the time or the ability or the money to to travel or to prioritize, you know, taking a sabbatical from work, all these kind of bigger things that seem impossible for, for most of us. But ultimately, what it comes down to is a set of prioritizations. And we can make excuses. And that's easy to do, right? It's easy to say, I can't have that. I can't do this. I'm too busy, whatever. That's, again, just another excuse, another reason that blocks us from having margin. When we think that way, we're not giving ourselves credit. We're not giving ourselves the ability to to use our own agency that we actually do have in order to make decisions that will change the narrative in the future. And I'm telling you, man, we, we have so many interesting people on our show. Some people have lived these just incredible lives that seem, I think, at the surface, like, how in the world could I do that? How in the world could I get to the point where I'm like this 31-year-old retiree? And we don't bring those people on the show in order to to shame you, to make it you seem like you've made poor money decisions in your life. I think ultimately what we try to do, Matt, is we try to dig into the story and we try to say, how did this person who is ordinary, who made an ordinary income, who ended up doing something completely extraordinary, how did those lines connect? And that to me is why the interview shows are so important, is it's helping us see that somebody was able to do something beyond what it looks like they should have been able to accomplish. And for all those people that we've brought on who have accomplished something great, it would have been really easy probably five hundred thousand times throughout the process of getting to where they ended ultimately ended up getting to throw an excuse in the bucket and to tap out and to say, you know what, it's too much. I can't do it. And I'm not saying it's always easy. It's it's not always easy. Sometimes these decisions and pushing through are really difficult. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I just went on a tangent with that, but I love kind of those stories. I love the interviews for that reason. And when I think about busyness, I think of it as an excuse that prevents us from being able to achieve what we ultimately do want to achieve.
0: Yeah, man. No, I'm with you. I think the different stories that we hear from folks who are succeeding in doing great you know, things with their money and great things with their time, it should be encouraging for us because they have consistently not used busyness as an excuse. And the first step to them getting to where they are is financial margin. I also think it's important for us to recognize that there might be individual circumstances where somebody might be in a more of a crisis situation that would also not allow them to have margin, right? Like sometimes people have paused long enough to assess what it is that they're spending their time and their money on. You know, we are being thoughtful, but we have to keep paddling and kicking in order to stay afloat sometimes there's just not that luxury of being able to, you know, stop and not work for a while or to, you know, to stop and just think that's a tough spot to be in. But I do want to acknowledge that there are situations like that that do exist. Yeah, for sure. So if you are living paycheck to paycheck after major attempts at creating more margin in your life but you need outside help listen back to episode 73 that's when we talked about you know escaping living paycheck to paycheck and even look to your local neighborhood or government and religious organizations for different types of assistance that they might provide your local nfcc chapter can also help with you know budget counseling helping you to create a debt repayment plan There are resources that are out there that can kind of help you along your way, but just know that you are not alone. Yeah, I think that's so important to note, Matt, because there
1: are people who, whether it's running away from an unhealthy relationship and maybe... You've got multiple kids and it was the right move for you to make, but it puts you in this position where you have to work multiple jobs and you don't have any margin. You don't have the margin you want to be able to spend that time with the kids that you long for. You're in this just unfortunate position where you're just making ends meet.
0: Yeah. Or I mean, even if you're just a single individual, right? And maybe like you have what looks to be a solid job and you're a, you know, a new graduate, but guess what? You've got tons of debt and you're you know up to your eyeballs in it and you just don't know what to do.
1: Yeah, and you're living alone maybe right now and you right. you haven't figured out the roommate thing, you haven't met someone that you feel comfortable living with. There are all sorts of difficult situations that people might be in. And it is important to note that there's help out there for people that are in different situations. And, and you know what? There's not a one-size-fits-all, you know, go to this website, go turn to this program for help. But for people in all sorts of different scenarios that have different needs, we live in a country where there are a lot of resources and a lot of free resources for people in need. And so yeah, NFCC, in particular, nfcc.org for people who do need that budget counseling or debt repayment help. That's one of our favorite places to help people turn. I truly believe that our country is really a fantastic place to live in large part because of local community and neighborhood organizations that are always reaching out to to help a neighbor in need. And man, that is truly something that that sets our country apart. Uh, The philanthropic efforts of just individual everyday Americans, the way that we give and help people around us, it's super impressive. And so yeah, I would just say if you find yourself butting up against these limits, these upper limits of having zero margin and needing help, just don't be above asking for help because that's really important thing to do when you're in that situation.
0: Yeah, and so here's another question I think we can ask ourselves, which is, are we afraid? Like, are we actually afraid of of margin in our lives? Because it really feels like we are. I think margin feels like waste to lots of different people out there, like either wasted time or wasted money. We live in a hyperactive and overcommitted culture where every second and every dollar is double booked. We're, we're you know we're scheduled to the hilt. We do try and multitask ourselves, and you know that often leads to poor results all around. But I think what we've found is that we can't multitask our money. You can't say that this, you know, that this dollar is going to go towards my future, but it's also going to go towards, you know, me spending it right now. It's just not possible. Yeah. Optimization is is fine in a lot of aspects of life. I think it's something that we, we
1: rightly strive for in a lot of areas of our life, but we're over optimizers. We're too intent on optimization because a lot of our lives are, are supposed to be removed from the hustle and bustle. Spent in ways that are meaningful apart from work, and and so I think that optimization mindset can be can get kick into overdrive and can be really really unhealthy for us. So I think margin is stillness. It's embracing some quiet in our lives, and when it comes to our personal finances, margin looks like cash that's parked in a high interest savings account don't spend it don't invest it just let it be let it be there as a buffer for you to provide you with some security and some peace of mind so on that note matt we've got some tips some specific ways for folks to help create more margin in their lives and we'll get to those right after the break asking the right questions can greatly impact your future especially when it comes to your finances
2: Upswell Marketing would like to remind you that when customers choose your small business, they're actually choosing you. So focus on super-serving your existing customers and let Upswell handle the pipeline generation of new leads and customers. They do everything from hyper-targeting best-fit prospects through campaign optimization. Upswell Marketing's unique approach includes direct mail, search engine marketing, and social media ads, and has fueled more than 10,000 small business success stories—
0: your extended 30 day free trial. Go to monarchmoney.com slash how to money for an extended 30 day free trial. All right, man, we are back to the break and we're talking about margin in our lives. And specifically, we're going to talk about how to create more margin. You know, some people, when they hear the word margin, they hear the word margarine and margarine <laughs> kind of like butter the margin's very different though are you saying that because when i say margin it sounds like margarine
1: no 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 no, okay. no but I, I i swear how I, to create butter sometimes i feel like i've i've said the word margin and people are like uh you mean like the butter substitute and i'm like no 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 no. it's different. i can't believe it's
0: not butter you look like fabio when you say that and it's taking me back to the 90s right there <laughs> you know he was on a roller coaster and a bird hit him in the face really yeah that's like the old fabio story well, that's all awesome. had, had to get like Yeah, he had to get surgery for his nose and stuff like that. I don't think I remember that. You never heard that before? I feel like I should know that. I don't know. That's funny. All these 90s thoughts are coming back to me. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, let's talk about creating margin. We mentioned this earlier, but we have to be proactive and create the framework to foster the growth of margarine. Just kidding. Margin in our lives, right? If we don't self-impose margin into our routines or into our schedules, other things will seep in. And those things will fill any void that we leave exposed. So to get started, one of the first things that we'd recommend is to think about an ideal budget when it comes to our money. And when it comes to our time, think about an ideal week. And then actually write those things down. We all have money constraints and we have time constraints as well. But the thing is with time is we all have the same amount of time. But I think looking at the ideal, that can help us to decide where to put our focus this year, especially if you have no clue as far as you know what step to take first. Yeah, some of us, our ideal is going to
1: look you know, not terribly far off from where we currently are. And others of us, it's going to look drastically different and it's going to look like we're working too much it's going to look like our lifestyle is just too unhealthy and so but having that ideal in writing matt yeah at least gives us kind of this goal that we're aiming for uh, and helps us kind of see exactly where we are at the same time another way to create more margin is to pick your priorities it's easy for us to say that we don't have time for something but again laura vanderkam comes up we love her and what she says about time prioritization what laura says is that saying that we don't have time for something really just means that we're saying it isn't a priority for us. We have time for the things that we truly value. So now is a great time to start picking your main priorities for 2020 and giving them plenty of room on your calendar and in your budget. Everything can't be a priority. Of course, it might be difficult to pick just three to five priorities for your time that day, or only a couple of areas to expand your budget. But if everything is a priority, you'll find that nothing truly is in your life. It's necessary to work down and whittle your priority list and make the hard cuts that are necessary on both fronts. Matt, a long time ago we did this episode called the Why Behind Money, and I specifically noted three things that my family is really prioritizes our spending. Just three kind of random areas that we put highly on our list. And you know, two of those are still the same, and one of those has kind of changed. We don't really prioritize international travel like we did. We've got three kids now. It's just not possible. It just doesn't make sense for us in the way we're currently living life. But it's just kind of interesting how that has really informed the way we spend, and it's informed the way we enjoy those things too. So yeah, if you pick your priorities and kind of stick to those, funnel your time and your budget accordingly, it makes a big difference.
0: Yeah. Being proactive like that can kind of give you some of that direction, even when you are what feels like crazy busy and you can't give it the thought in the moment. But when you know you kind of have this overarching mission or these goals that you are trying to achieve, that can totally point you in the right direction. Yeah. Another thing that we would suggest is to set actual boundaries, right? Like once you've identified your different priorities, create some boundaries around those things. So maybe you want financial margin, but you have trouble spending Too much on Amazon, right? (laughs) While you're randomly shopping before you fall asleep in bed. Well, put your phone in another room before going to bed. Or maybe you have trouble sticking to, you know, your grocery budget for that month, or even sticking to a shopping list if you go into the grocery store. Well, in that case, you can try a grocery pickup service so that you can actually stick to the list. You know, if you can create specific actions that will lead to whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish. Don't think of those things as restricting, or you know, maybe as a total killjoy. But realize that these are the different things that you want accomplished. This is you trying to whip yourself in shape. So, if there are different strategies, or apps, or services that you can utilize to help you achieve those things, well, by all means, use those. Yeah, man. I feel like I mentioned, I don't know, like a few months ago that
1: that we're doing the Kroger the grocery pickup mm-hmm. and it doesn't cost any more the groceries don't cost any more and the pickup at least for the most part is free i think uh, i think it used to cost 5 bucks at least for right now pickup is completely free so it doesn't add even a dime to our grocery bill it saves us time but more than anything it does save us from buying random things and so it helps us really stick to that list so it's been it's been great for us and i think we heard feedback that walmart a lot of folks do some, something similar at walmart so yeah there are tons of options out there for you to, to set boundaries, whether it's your grocery bill, whether it's your, your shopping habits, there are boundaries that you need to put in place that can really just help you not go overboard so that you can have more margin in your life. And another way to create more margin in your life is to stop overcommitting. Filling your day or your budget with too many things means margin is going to be hard to come by by learning how to say no more often. And Matt, I'll readily admit it. This is one I need to do better at It will help you fence those areas of your life that are meaningful. It's easy to say yes to people, right? I don't know. At least for me, I'm kind of a people pleaser. When someone asks me for something, I usually, I just want to help. I want to oblige. But I have to practice saying no because ultimately that helps me to be able to prioritize my time better and do the things that really mean the most to me. I would say for folks, when it comes to their money, practice saying no to spending more frequently and practice saying no to the things that don't align with your time priorities. It, 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 it becomes empowering and you begin to see the fruit of saying no is that you do have more time and more money than to spend on those things that you did say that you prioritized. You weren't just committing willy-nilly to everything that was put in front of you. You curated those things and you made time for the things that you said were most important to you. So yeah, I don't know. That's an, another goal of mine in 2020 is to get better at that.
0: Yeah, you know, on the surface, I feel like you and I are real similar in a, a lot of ways. But what's interesting here is that this is one way that you and I, I think, are total opposites. Well, personality-wise, we're very, very different people. I think... I don't know
1: if like our listeners know that. Like, yeah.
0: On paper, we're very similar. Yeah. But when it comes to how you and I operate... And so for me... It's really easy for me to say no to individuals, (laughs) or like events, or just different things that might make their way onto my calendar. I'm just like, no, I don't want to go to that. Like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. Maybe because I'm just selfish, right? (laughs) But, but, dude, something I've realized, I think maybe more recently, is that it is harder for me to say no to expenses. It's harder to say no to different things I want to buy or that our family wants to purchase. In the past, I would have said that, like, no, I'm, I'm pretty much a saver. You know, I don't spend a ton. But there are ways in which we do spend money that I'm not going out and racking up credit card debt. And I don't have a car payment, right? With, with two cars in the driveway that I don't really need. But I am seeing that in, in other ways where I can kind of maybe challenge myself to say no to some of the different expenses that come up in my life when I kind of feel that I deserve that. I convince myself that I'm not treating myself to, to it, but that I've earned it because, you know, I work hard and and therefore I deserve this. And I think that's the problem, right? Uh, So many people fall into that trap and it's almost kind of odd for me to admit this, but I think I've sort of realized that about myself maybe over the past six months or so that, you know, this is something I need to maybe have my eyes open to a little bit more, uh, is that I am more prone to this than I actually realized. Yeah, I think it's astute to, to realize that about yourself. And I think we all have that tendency
1: at least to, to reward ourselves based on good behavior or whatever to justify a purchase. And and ultimately, what we're doing is we're harming our, our ability to actually achieve the goals that we the bigger goals that we have in mind. And we're harming our ability to create that margin in our lives that's so important by saying yes to a purchase by saying yes and committing time to people or events that shouldn't be a priority in our lives. And so yeah, I think for me, stop overcommitting is definitely one of those takeaways that I want to put more into my life because I think it's going to help me have a better 2020 with my family and with my friends and then ultimately too with my budget. Yeah. Well, you stop
0: overcommitting and I'll stop overspending. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Well, it's funny too that you mentioned goals because I think a lot of times folks might hear what we're talking about and they, they think it just sounds like simple goal setting, right? I think goal setting can be good, especially for right now because it can be clear and identifiable, right? Like we talked about the emergency fund, 2467, like that's the amount that you need to to focus on. And by achieving that, there are numerous benefits to, to having that much set aside in your savings account. But over time, transformational change, like that is what we're actually looking for, right? As you knock out some of these simple and easier goals, right? These different goals that are easy to identify, then you can be more thoughtful and intentional with your time and with your money because you then have the space. It's hard to make intentional decisions with our time and with our money without margin without margin, we're not thinking we're only executing or a lot of times we're reacting. It can often feel like the state of consumer debt and overconsumption that so many folks find themselves in. But with margin, you know, we do have that agency and we have that ability to be proactive and to be able to take control of our lives, not just our financial lives, but just how we spend our time as well.
1: Yeah. So we gave that
0: analogy kind of earlier on in the show about the shoulder
1: and how margin is kind of that shoulder on the highway, kind of giving you that ability to veer off the road just a little bit, and then you kind of get back on track. Well, let's give another highway analogy here, Matt. Ultimately, it's tough to keep revving your engine at highway speeds every moment of the day and night, but it's necessary for so many of us due to a lack of margin. Like we can't stop pushing the gas because we don't have any alternative, because we don't have any margin built into our lives. I think that's why you know, we felt compelled to talk about this. Let's make gaining more financial and life margin an overarching goal for all of us in 2020. And we'll do our best here at How to Money to give you thoughtful ways to help you achieve that goal this year. It's something we're shooting for, for more for ourselves in our own lives. And it's something that we desire for all of you out there. Like We want you to be able to have more financial and time margin so that you can spend your life in a way that uh, resonates more with your actual values and your actual goals that you're that you're hoping
0: to achieve. Well, going back to your analogy, what are you talking about revving your engine? Because you got that electric car. You, true. you, you mean like that electric buzz? I don't know. How do you describe the, <laughs> the electric whir? Yeah, 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 exactly. It's like the whir.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know electric vehicle makers are working on fake engine sounds for electric right. cars. <laughs> and I can see that being a necessary thing because there's so many terrible stories about Yeah, people, folks are getting hit, man. Yeah, getting hit by electric cars because they don't know they're coming because they are so dang silent. By the way, on that note, it always makes me think, I've joked with Emily about this. What about these like old school song lyrics that talk about revving the engine, running out of gas, all that kind of (laughs) stuff? Like, are they going to be completely antiquated
0: in a few years when we're all driving electric vehicles? Maybe. You know what song won't be antiquated is uh, Tracy Chapman's, I've Got a Fast Car. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because I don't think they talk about running out of gas. It's just about having a fast car. You're right. Tesla totally fits the bill on that. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't matter if it's electric. Or gasoline-powered.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All right, Matt. Let's uh, get back to the beer that we had on the show. Today, we drank a beer called Visible World by Modern Times Brewing Company. What were your thoughts on this beer, man?
0: Well, first, man, I wanted to say, what do you think about this can? Because I think so oftentimes, the label on a can can influence how you perceive the beer. And it's totally got this 70s tippy, trippy thing kind of going on with the colors, the waves kind of back and forth. It's hard to describe, but we'll definitely put a picture up on our website. Yeah. No, I mean, I love the Modern Times labels, by the way. And this one is
1: definitely super cool too they're almost like simple and complex at the same time i don't know how to yeah. describe it well they're, i mean they're, they're simple but they're it's just well designed yeah well yeah. designed always well designed and yeah i like the label but i, I like the beer so much too i felt like it, it tasted you know we talk about sometimes beers tasting like orange juice or in that vein <laughs> but this one to me was like almost straight up orange juice like it, it really more than any other beer we've ever had it's this double ipa that had the sweetness of oranges uh, but also just kind of that Whatever hops they they used to make this beer, I'm not sure which ones they were, but they had their straight-up orange vibe going yeah. on throughout it. Yeah, I thought it was a really good beer.
0: Yeah, orange juice, but kind of with that hoppy zip to it, which specifically actually made me think of Sunny D. Did you ever drink Sunny <laughs> D growing up? Uh, yeah, definitely. Like, sort of orange juice, but also sort of soft drink, I would think. I, <laughs> would I be
1: a red-blooded American <laughs> human if I hadn't drunk Sunny D when I was a kid? Did Sunny D have like a little bit of carbonation in it? I don't think so.
0: Like it had something in it that made it seem kind of like tingly. Maybe no, you're thinking maybe it was Gina, I think. Which is no, no, also I, a fantastic beverage. I've had that before. I'm talking specifically about Sunny D. I, I don't, don't think it had any carbonation. Maybe it did, there was just so much sugar in it that it kind of like <laughs> crystallized on your tongue a little bit. Probably that, coupled with the sweetness, you know, that you get from that orange double IPA flavor, it was very, very delicious. But to me, totally kind of had that not just orange juice vibe going on but specifically sunny d sunny d baby felt like that kid in the commercial coming in on the skateboard being like mom sunny d <laughs> where's my sunny d at, mom <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> i feel like that was the commercial yeah it was something like that. i can pick it was it,
1: in the back of the fridge and now now you're reminding me of the dave Chappelle skit, the purple drink <laughs> <laughs> i feel like yeah dave Chappelle is so good maybe that's the next one we'll get from modern times is their take on purple drink That'd be awesome. All right. That's going to do it for this episode, Matt. Um, And you know what? For show notes for this episode, you can go to our website, howtomoney.com.
0: And Joe, you know what? It's the year 2020. And there are a lot of podcasts out there, but not all of them are helpful. And so hopefully you have found this podcast helpful. And if you have, we would love for you to leave a review over at Apple Podcasts. If you aren't already subscribed, if you could subscribe wherever it is that you listen to your podcast, just that simple step of mashing that subscribe button that helps you to not miss any future episodes, you'll continue to get the dopest financial advice on the planet. (laughs) for 2020. So true. (laughs) All right, Matt, that's going to be it for
1: this episode. For folks that are new to the podcast, we always close it out by saying this, best friends out. Best
0: friends out.
1: marketing.com.